Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's the, the thing that we do. Hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious dishes explore our food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode 48, where we'll be talking about Betty Crocker. It's also our two-year anniversary episode. Yay! Yay. Technically, this will come out oh, exactly a week after our two-year anniversary, because our two-year anniversary is April 5th. So you're all belated and wishing us a happy anniversary. Good yes. job. That's well, neat, I did though. post a time hop of our first recording session mm-hmm. about a week ago, um, back when we used to when we used to record in person, which hopefully mm-hmm. um, we can get back to soon, if not for every episode, at least sometimes, because we'll all be vaccinated by Yay. the end of May. Which so is exciting. exciting. Get yeah. vaccinated. Save Halloween. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Oh, I'm Melissa. <laughs> I'm Kate. <laughs> and I'm Amy. There we go. We did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> uh, now that we've introduced ourselves, every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food-related question. Kate, what is your question? Um, well, we happen to also be recording on Easter. So mm. um, my... Brains. uh you know happy zombie jesus day yay zombie jesus day um so my question was um for holiday get together family whatevers uh if you happen to do any of that kind of thing what is your favorite main course like Mm. turkey ham like lasagna, like um, a por- roast uh, lamb. Like what? What is the the? It could be for any holiday. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily Easter specific. Um, yeah, uh, that's kind of that was kind of what I was thinking. You, one of you guys go first. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say roast chicken because it's which doesn't sound like fancy holiday food at all, but it's like my favorite meat um Mm -hmm. like everything else i'm just like eh about like i'll eat um i like i prefer chicken to steak like i prefer same chicken to like baked ham i prefer chicken to turkey like everything so i will do like a really nice roast chicken and i'll normally i don't know why because i was not raised southern but like i will pair it with like baked mac and cheese and cornbread and like like those kinds of Side you don't have dishes? to be southern to know that those things are delicious. Comforty, are delicious. Comforty food. I mean, yeah. So they aren't, I feel like they aren't traditional, like they're New not, England. Yeah, for holiday sure. They're food. not traditional holiday food, but we eat stupid shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. Like, I like just comfort food, like just mm. like good, hearty, clog your arteries, comfort food. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of, I, I kind of agree. It's so like chicken for me too. Um, it's the thing that when I didn't eat meat was the hardest to stay away from just because I actually like chicken. Pretty much every meat, other meat I could, I don't like, obviously I like a really good filet, 
you know, of steak or whatever, but like you're not eating that every night. You're just eating mm. regular steak ticks, tips, ticks, <laughs> tips. And I can take those or leave those, honestly. Um, and I don't like, I don't, I like turkey, but I don't love turkey. Like I'd rather have chicken. I hate ham. I enjoy a roast, like a, like a beef. I don't know. Greg makes that sometimes where mm -hmm. he like does a pot roast. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. like we don't do any of those for holidays. We don't really have like and when I was a kid, we ate the traditional stuff. Like on Thanksgiving, we had a turkey with all the traditional New England fixings like stuffing and cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes and what have you. And then um, when we did do Easter dinner, when I still lived at home, we would do lamb with mint jelly. Oh, which I mean, it was good. Like yeah. I like, I liked it. I like lamb with mint jelly, but like, I don't know. I guess a, I guess a roast chicken. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. We're we're yeah. trail trailblazing. I mean, here. my favorite meal is sweet and spicy pork sambal from Bon Appetit Healthyish, mm. which we're having this week. And I've been told we might not have leftovers because we're going to have guests over. <laughs> and I just have to say that that's bullshit bunch of bullshit who what an <laughs> asshole what kind of asshole would rain on that party I'm on like, your I'm pork gonna, sambal party i'm gonna like take half of it and put it in a tupperware container and hide <laughs> it in the refrigerator before you guys come over <laughs> so that no one else can have it and they have my leftovers but but yeah so that's my non-answer i guess okay <laughs> all right okay I, I like it i like it i think um for me if it was like a for a holiday gathering that I was going to be making for people, it would probably be a turkey because mm. that's the like the easiest thing to add sides to. Like it to mm. me, it just like lends itself to all of the other stuff. And if you don't love the turkey, chances are good. There's going to be one or 12 side yeah. dishes that there will be there. Um, not to say that Thanksgiving is a favorite holiday or anything like that. That just happens to be you the like thing. any holiday where a bunch of people get together. It has nothing to do with the no, holiday. That is a 100 like, percent accurate. Like we it could are be technically getting together for Easter, even right. though we're not getting together till Tuesday and none of us give a shit about Easter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like we should get together for Easter. Yeah. Just because <laughs> we can cook for each other and it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> like, OK. Yeah. Um, cool. But I would say like a pork roast is my probably my favorite like a pork roast. Yeah. Like a cent, you know, centerpiece kind of meat i don't know i must have had a pork roast so if we weren't going to have the if we weren't going to your place that would have been my suggestion for easter dinner yeah post easter easter dinner yeah um so maybe sometime soon we'll do yeah, one of those I'm not sure that i ever have yeah. i've had a pork i feel like i must have at some point but when i was a kid i really disliked meat so a lot of the meats that i had i i probably out blocked out or yeah they weren't cooked properly or well that's i mean that's whatever. I, I there are so many <laughs> we could probably do a whole episode on food that you thought you hated when you were a kid and oh, you just 100%. hated it because it was prepared basically wrong. everything greg ever ate oh yeah. for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you or i make it and he's like hey i like this and yeah I'm like, well, how did yeah. i know how did i not know that this wasn't yeah. awful yeah oh well yeah or like i grew up thinking i hated steak which, like, I don't know, it's not my favorite, but it's because every steak I ever had was cooked to hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and it just took forever to chew. And I was just like, I can't be bothered. Yeah, this isn't right. good enough to be. Well, doing at this a certain point, if you're still chewing food, you're just like, mm, it's not worth the mastication. Well, and there's <laughs> something there's something real like, you know, not to be too graphic, but there's something really off putting about meat that takes that long too. Mm. you know, like it's just like, nope, meat. That's nope. just quick. sitting. That's just sitting in your colon. My like, brain that's is not. not <laughs> that's yeah. not breaking that down. No. But. Yeah. No. Anyway, Melissa, anyway. tonight. Well, I have a truly strawberry oh. lemonade. I like those truly. I think, I think I like White Claw better. These are very sweet. They are very sweet. Yeah. But it's a strawberry lemonade and not a seltzer. That also might be why. Mm. But they sweeten with stevia and you can really. Yep. You can really taste it. But anyways, my episode drink is in a nice, fun travel mug mm. to keep it nice and cold. It's and mystery. It's a, it's a big in. This is like a 16 ounce thing and it's basically full. Oh, my. I nice. mean, it also has ice in it. But anyways, so I was kind of looking. So I got very disappointed when I discovered that I'm sure Amy will talk about that Betty Crocker is not a real person. Yep. So therefore, you can't look up what their favorite drink was. <laughs> yep. So then I kind of just started going down the route of like drinks that were invented around like the 1950s and stuff. Again, this kind of convenience culture and making things easier for housewives. Although this drink is not easier for anybody because every alcohol on the goddamn planet is in it. Mm-hmm. So this is a rum runner. And it's basically equal parts uh, of all the ingredients Um, which in my case is one ounce. So it is one ounce pineapple juice, one ounce orange juice, one ounce blackberry liqueur. I used Chambord because that's what I had. Uh, One ounce banana liquor, liqueur, uh, one ounce light rum, one ounce dark or aged rum, and then a splash of grenadine. And then you can garnish it with an orange slice and a float of 151 proof rum. So it's got... um, Four ounces of alcohol in it. I feel like counting. this is the like whatever you have left in the bar cart. Drink. So that's basically yeah. So <laughs> uh, on the upside, it's really easy to throw together. Um, you just add all the ingredients to a shaker with ice, shake it till it's frosty, um, and then strain into a chilled glass over ice. Um, you can use any glass you want, but like I said, this is a big drink, so you want a glass that's at least ten ounces. Um, like I said, my cup is 16 and I, I pretty much filled it with ice, which is what you want to do. Um, but with the ice and the actual drink, it's full. Mm. Um, so, uh, oh, I should probably try it, huh? Yeah, tell us what you think. Ooh! <laughs> Your faces. Your faces when you try drinks. Um, <laughs> so expressive. Yes. This is compelling audio. It's just me yeah. like <laughs> lip smacking. Yeah. Um, it's fine. You know, it tastes like, oh, I had a bunch of stuff and I just threw it in a glass. Mm. Like, it's good. Like, it doesn't taste like alcohol. I'll tell you that much. No. It's so my kind of drink. What color Dangerous. is it? When it's you mix like all a, those things it's together. It's gross. It's like a reddish brown. Mm. Oh, okay. That's, that's because Chambord. you've got the yellow. Well, you've got the yellow from the pineapple juice, the orange from the orange juice. The Chambord is purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the light rum's just white. And then the darker aged rum is brown. And then it has a splash of grenadine in it, which is red. Okay. So it's a disgusting color. So you definitely, I mean, you probably want to serve it in like a tiki glass that's yeah ceramic so you can't see the color. 
What's um, that thing called when you're a kid and you go to the restaurant and you put all of the different flavors of soda in your cup? Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's a thing. There's like a name. Yeah. yeah. There's like a slang term for it that means yeah. that. Is that something? <laughs> Can we look that up? Maybe. How would you even look it up? Put all soda <laughs> in one at it's like, restaurant. It's like a graveyard or something like that. It's like that sounds uh, that sounds like a cool get, name. And you get and you get the black and white. Uh, what is this? My husband Mix would know. Every but he's drink not from right a soda me. fountain, and you get. Oh, it doesn't. This isn't helpful. We can't spend time looking this up, but I am yeah. curious about that. <laughs> but that's what that sounds like. It sounds Maybe we like should it's... ask our Twitter followers. Yes. Tell what us you, if you know what, what, what you that call is. It? What did you call it when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, is there some stupid name for it? Can you guys see this? I mean, the people listening to the podcast can't, but my cat <laughs> is snuggling with my stuffed cat. It's that the I cutest. It's the cutest thing in the entire world. He is yeah. resting his little head on that stuffed cat's little head. Yeah. It's, it's really Marie. Adorable. It's Marie from the Aristocats, in case anyone was wondering. Of course it's it. Marie. Anyway, so very short history for this. Um, it was invented in the late 1950s in uh, Isla Morada, Florida, at the Holiday Isle Tiki Bar. Uh, the star story goes, which will not be a surprise to anybody, the bar had an excess of like rum and fruit liqueurs and some <laughs> juices, and they had new inventory coming in and basically like no room for it. So they threw all that stuff together and mixed up a batch drink and then just started serving people out of out of that. Um, um, and it became a hit. So it's it like gets the a Fanta of alcoholic beverages. Is that what Fanta is? Did we talk about this? Yes, that we did a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> is that with the germany and stuff yeah during world war ii that was all it yeah, was like all yeah, the yeah, leftover yeah, flavors yeah, yeah. that they had in the soda bottling factory right. and they just mixed them all together i vaguely uh, remember something about yeah, that yeah yeah <laughs> um it gets its name from rum runners who lived in the florida keys in the early 1900s hundreds these men uh brought illegal rum into the united states we'll definitely do an episode on that topic don't you worry your pretty mm-hmm. little heads about it, but it's just too much. The The history of rum runners is long and storied, um, and I definitely could not fit it into a 15-minute segment. It also is going to require like a lot of research. But when mm-hmm. we do launch, maybe that'll be an Absolute Snacks episode. Yep. Um, maybe that'll be an episode where someone is missing and someone else has to fill in. I don't know, but we'll definitely be doing it. Um, and that that's... That's about it. It's going to I think this is a dangerous drink. Yeah. Like I would serve this. uh, Kate, when you come over on Tuesday, I might make you like a half version of it. Okay. So that you can try it. But I don't want you drinking a whole one. (laughs) Uh, I mean, if you want a whole one, obviously you're an adult and you be fine. Your husband can drive you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, We'll see how I feel after (laughs) by the end of this. This I pre-gamed with Truly, which is only 5% ABV, so. Nice. <laughs> I did that wrong, but I'm not Catholic, so. I did spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. That's the order you do the cross. Testicles. I, how, what's, which side is wallet and which side is watch? You left, left wrist is your watch, so oh. it goes up, down, right, left. Do people not wear watches on their dominant hand? No. 
I was just going to say it's not if you're left handed, though. Well, yeah, that's but true. That's, but if you were left handed and you were in the Catholic Church, it was beaten out of you. That's yeah, you, so, you got that's the devil true. in you. Good point. Good point. Yeah. I mean, that happens happened into the 80s. Might yeah. not happen now. The devil know. was left handed, Kate. Okay. <laughs> the devil was also <laughs> I'm smoking. So I know. Yeah. Haven't you seen Lil Nas's video? Mm. All right. The devil. <laughs> I have not, but he I'm the only person on the planet that has it. So it's and okay. what to do with it. <laughs> Happy okay. Easter. Yay. Happy Easter. Yay. Amy. Yay. Happy Zombie Jesus Day. Tell us all about this fake bitch. She's yeah, so fake. So- she should go on drag race. Yep, we're gonna, we're gonna be talking about Betty Crocker today, uh, the woman behind the box, as it were, uh, who's not real. I feel like all of my I feel like all of my dreams have been dashed. Yeah, yeah. Did you not know she wasn't real either? No, I think I knew. I think I knew. I, I deep feel down like I knew. had heard it. Yeah, and yeah, then I just down. chose to ignore it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. In your heart of hearts, because she can't be a she can't be one of our iconic mascots if she's not real. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she literally is a mascot, though. So can a mascot not be a mascot? Because <laughs> that's 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 a story. All right. Tell your story, Amy. We'll, okay. We will. Are you going to read this first line in your notes exactly how it's written? <laughs> Do you want me to? Yes. Okay. I wrote I Betty it. Crocker, a.k.a. the Dear Abby of Cooking, a.k.a. the First Lady of Food, a.k.a. Tool for American Propaganda. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yep. Let's yep. go. Let's go on this adventure. Okay. So we're going to go back in time. 1921. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be focusing on the Washburn Crosby Company. Um, those of you are maybe out of our five listeners who, uh, hey, we Minnesota. have, I think I'm figuring it out. We have at least 40. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hi. Hello. All you beautiful Hi. people. Hi. Hi. Love you. Hi. Love you. Love that you're listening so to us. Much. Okay. Let's that. stop. They're leaving now. We <laughs> <Okay. laughs> don't come here for the love. too desperate. Should we play hard to get? They come here for the shade. Yep. <laughs> So uh, the Washburn Crosby Company was founded in Minnesota. Um, And those of you who are from Minnesota might be familiar with this because it is the predecessor to General Mills. Um, But they they were kind of a big deal in the 1920s. They revolutionized milling and flour production in the United States. Um, Back in the 1800s and 1877, they were the first to create the first automated mill. Um, to produce flour. And then they won um, in the first ever international millers competition. They won gold, silver and bronze medals um, for their flowers. So hence, when you see gold medal flower, it literally means that it won a gold medal. Just like Paps Blue Ribbon. I was just going to say that's like PBR. Yeah, (laughs) that it won a blue ribbon. So um, they were they were a big deal. They did a bunch of uh, revolutionary stuff, won a bunch of awards. They um, they ran a pretty uh, big business um, and they kind of helped solidify the Midwest as this like area of this agricultural and like food center of not just the United States, but of the world. Um, and in 1921, they ran a contest um, as kind of like a marketing ploy for their flower, for their gold metal flower, um, where essentially if you solved a puzzle, you'd win a pin cushion that was in the shape of a flower sack. 
And you know, ladies be loving their sewing and domestic. Love pincushions. They love man. their sacks. I have a pin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves oh, a good boy. sack. Yep. And and you know what? Even better if it comes with a good prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many euphemisms. So they get lots of entries. Uh, the contest was a huge success, very mm-hmm. popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but in addition to all the puzzle responses, too, a bunch of women actually wrote in letters, too, asking questions about, like, a range of cooking topics. So they wrote into the flower company, like, asking for clarity or for recipes or for how-tos. So all of a sudden, the Washburn Crosby Company had this problem of all of these, like, hundreds of letters they had received suddenly to answer all of these questions. And they wanted to, like, answer the questions because it would continue engagement. It would keep people connected. Connected to the company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they saw it again as like a, a marketing ploy. Right. Yeah. Um, so the solution was to create a fictional woman to respond to all of these questions. So Which, the original. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The original iteration of Betty Crocker was like a Dear Abby for cooking. So um, they named her Betty Crocker in part because there was a, a guy named William G. Crocker who had just retired from the company and his family was like a legacy in this industry, um, he came from a long line of millers. And then the first name Betty was chosen just because everybody thought it sounded nice. What's a mill? Oh, like flower. Like milling mill. flower. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. As yep. soon as I started saying it, I'm like, that's a dumb question. <laughs> no such thing as dumb questions, Melissa. That's not true. Mm. I've been in the work world for most of my life. And let me tell you, there are dumbass questions. Mm. <laughs> are those dumb questions or are they just dumb people? <laughs> One in the same. Okay. One in the same. Okay. <laughs> so the uh, the company had all of their female employees submit uh, sample signatures to sign the letters with, um, and then essentially they they decided to respond to the letters like with like approved corporate approved like answers. Um, but they used this one specific signature and created this fictional person to give it a more personal touch. So that way it didn't just feel like they were receiving letters back from this big company and corporation. And um, this one woman in particular, Marjorie Child Houston, um, she was a home economist. Ec- ec- why the fuck can I not say words? Ec- words are hard. We've How do I say that word? Economist. Economist. <laughs> That's it, Melissa. How can I be so I'm smart here for in you, some baby. ways that I can't say economist? Look, you can't have it all. Like you can't be mm. mad smart and have a master's degree and be smoking hot and then also <laughs> know how to pronounce every word. It's just not. That's yeah. not how things work. Okay. It's true. You don't get everything, Amy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So she worked for the Washburn Crosby Company, and she developed this, uh, what was called the Home Service Department, and she created a lot of the modern mythology that was around Betty Crocker at the time. So she's like a legend. We should do, she she was an interesting character. She did a bunch of stuff for like the women's rights movement, but also somewhat problematic too. So we should do, we should do, we could do a whole podcast episode on her. So we will, we will Add revisit her. her. Yes. At another time. <laughs> so um, the home service department that she helped create at Washburn Crosby Company, like started doing a bunch of things. So one is that they became like the point department for answering all these cooking related questions. But in order to answer them accurately, they decided that they needed to actually create things like test cook, uh, test kitchens and like laboratories. And they actually tested out all the products and and it employed mostly women. So they took over the Betty Crocker person personality and her correspondence but they all 
also um, tested products. They answered questions um, and they created a whole different um, like they created cookbooks and wrote articles for women's magazines. And I have some pictures in the drive, too, of some of the women who worked in this department um, and kind of what it looked like. So it was like a standard, typical, like 1920s kitchen slat, like that was attached to the factory, essentially, um, so that that way they could test the products that they were making. They could come up with recipes for them. Um, so and it's the picture that has like four pictures in one. Um, and there's a great picture, too, of all the ladies who worked there, like standing in front of yeah. the brick building, too. So um, they even went as far as to create culinary schools, too. Um, and I have a picture in the drive of this, Look, too. This is like the three of us. Yeah. Short, yeah. fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> Average height. It's me, Kate, Amy. I say fucking huge, I mean tall. Y'all, yeah, don't get I, mad. I've, yeah, I figured. Not you. I meant like the listeners. I yeah. know you know I'm I'm speaking height-wise. Yes, yes. <laughs> height-wise. Height-wise. So they, they created these culinary um, schools, too. And at the time of like the 1920s, like culinary schools were gaining in popularity mm -hmm. um, overseas. So these were like some of the first culinary schools in the United States. And again, these were a mechanism for marketing. So they would teach women about the products that the company was making. It would enable them to do further product testing to see how the average American homemaker would interact with their products, um, get consumer responses and test and demonstrate products, too. And these kitchens were called the Betty Crocker kitchens, um, these culinary schools. Look at that kitchen, though. Yeah. yeah. I know. The tile okay. work. Okay. kiss. Sidebar. Are either of you watching The Queen's Gambit? I watched no. it all already, twice. Oh, my God. It's, it's so, so good. Pretty. But at one point, she, like, renovates her house, kind of. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't get to see a ton of her kitchen, but she has this, like, coral-colored refrigerator. Yeah. And every scene it's in, I'm just like, ugh, I need it. Yeah. It's so, the her, like, renovations are so good. But anyways, Kate, you would love that show. Yeah, you want want, it looks super cute. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. Yeah, Greg and I watched really good. All of it pretty, the, pretty quickly. Just the fashion in it makes me want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah, got an amazing helps. aesthetic, and it's like yeah. a riveting story and interesting characters. It, is. it too. doesn't do anything new. I'll say people yeah. kind of talked about it like it was like, oh my god, it's so crazy. Like, and it's like it's no, it's. I mean, it's it's, it's Bobby good. Fisher. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's very good. Yeah, and Anya Taylor Joy is smoking hot, and she's wearing all those fifties and sixties fashions. Yep. So. Like the hats, just the hats. Tune in. And for let the me hats tell alone. you, depression never looked so good. Mm. <laughs> 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 anyway, sidebar over. What are we yep. talking about? Kitchens, right? Kitchens. Betty Crocker Kitchen. Betty Crocker Kitchens. And then in 1924, Betty Crocker makes her debut on the radio. Um, and I have a great ad, too, for the Betty Crocker um, winter program. So essentially, this a Minnesota-based radio station was going under, going out of, like, the, going bankrupt. So the Washburn Crosby Company purchased it and renamed it WCCO, which is still a broadcasting company in Minnesota to this day. I used to walk past the huge WCCO sign every day when I lived in Minneapolis. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and they're like, the, it's funny because as I was doing this research, I was like, oh, I remember seeing that sign or like that billboard or that like old brick building that had this giant gold metal flower thing painted on it. And it just connected all of those things in my brain. Is so cool. 
Yeah, it was. It, I love that city. Yeah, it was good. So this was like a essentially like a home. It was like the first home cooking show ever in our country. Um, really? Maybe in the world. Yeah. Wow. So, like it was a daytime cooking show. It was called the Betty Crocker Cooking School on the air. And essentially, like women could like enroll, quote unquote, and it was like a remote learning program for them. And uh, these students who are aged from 16 to 82 would have to submit reports to a Betty Crocker, who at this time, everybody thinks Betty Crocker is a real person. And Betty Crocker on the air is voiced by Marjorie Child Houston, who is that woman who developed that department within the Washburn Crosby Company, right? So she gets this going. Yeah, there's a great picture of her. She um, has 238 students in the first year. So they're all writing correspondence back and forth to the to Betty Crocker. And she is signing all the letters back and she's giving them evaluations based on their homework assignments. And she's doing a, um, a daytime cooking show that airs weekly. Um, I just say this is one of the ugliest signatures I've ever seen. It is. And they chose that out of like a group of signatures but i think it's because they wanted her to be relatable like they wanted her to seem like a real person i mean the line isn't even through the t's it looks like (laughs) belly crocker yeah yeah (laughs) i know and some like she changes between uppercase and lowercase randomly throughout the word yeah yeah yeah. yeah, it's weird it's weird it's not good anyways it's not good women are stupid they probably have stupid signatures (laughs) she's gonna write her name wrong that's (laughs) Show how poorly educated she is. Um, Isn't this picture? I've seen this picture before. Yes, we'll get to it, Melissa. You're going ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) It's the dude in the hat. He caught my eye. All right. Yes. Yes. We have seen that picture before. So there's such success in this radio program that it's picked up by an additional 12 regional stations the second year. And then the regional stations, the way it works, they would cast their own Betty Crockers. Because they, it was like impossible at this time to just like in unmanageable to record um, Marjorie Child Houston and and broadcast that recording. So instead, the regional stations would cast their own Betty Crockers, and then they would read scripts that were written by um, Washburn Crosby Company. And then by 1928, it's picked up by a fledgling radio station. The one day becomes a big deal. You might have heard of it, NBC. Hmm. So no. uh, never heard of it. Mm, no. Yeah. The program runs for 24 years, and it ends up having more than 1 million students enrolled in the program. Wow. So, yeah, that's... (laughs) I know. (laughs) So these pictures are great. I'll get to that, too, Melissa. I mean, this lady's a looker. Yeah. Yeah. This one's just like, get me the fuck out of here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's doing the Kubrick stare. Yeah. She's like, that's not how you make cordon bleu, (laughs) bitch. That's not even what the, that that's. Yeah, that's so that picture is from a Betty Crocker scholarship program where essentially they would um, have young women take tests to prove that they would know how to be good homemakers. This woman's not passing any tests. <laughs> she does not look. She <laughs> looks like she's drugged. I don't understand it. Some of them look intently like they're listening and I then mean, others they're, look they're, bored as fuck. I think it's probably a candid quote yes. air quote candid shot that someone was like all right look like you're paying attention and this yeah. is all their versions of paying attention <laughs> yeah not I love not it. great so 1928 general mills is born 
the same year that the radio success becomes like really widespread, the Washburn Crosby Company um, purchases and melds together with 26 other flour companies and they merge together to make huge General Mills. And then 1928, the Betty Crocker catalog is released for the first time. And essentially, it's like a catalog of things that you can buy from General Mills. Um, But this is the first box top coupon program, too. So, you know, how um, uh, if we have any overseas listeners, they may be surprised to find that we partially fund our education through cereal box tops, Mm -hmm. which could be a whole nother episode. Because, (laughs) yeah. So leave it to private enterprise to make sure that our children have a good education instead of the government just paying for it like they fucking should with our taxes. Okay. anyways. So the first box top program is developed in response to the Betty Crocker catalog. So essentially you would buy a box of General Mills cereal and there would be a box top that you could clip off and send in and get coupons for products and other things in the Betty Crocker catalog. Um, so it was a consumer-based program to begin with. And then by the 1940s, like, Betty Crocker is so fucking popular, and people still think she's a real person. She's been around for 20 <laughs> years. I mean, it's 2021, and I'm going to guess a lot of people think she was a real person. Right, right. But they dub her, and when I say they, I mean Fortune magazine, mm-hmm. um, dub her the first lady of food. They name her the second best-known American woman after Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, and at this point, 90 percent of American households are like really familiar with the ba- Betty Crocker name. So the picture Melissa has up now is like the one of the earlier iterations of Betty Crocker that's from the 40s. I um, love this. I'm living for this. Her oh, yes. the red lip, the dark brows. I mean, here yeah. for it. This hair with the like wisp, the silver of just a little, bit, a little of bit of yeah, silver white peeking through. Ah. Yeah, I'm living for this. If this was a real person, she would be a smoke show. Yeah, for sure. There's, yeah. And that's the first portrait of Betty Crocker is painted in the 19, uh, I think, late 1920s, early 1930s. I mean, it looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like. And all of the iterations beautiful. of her over the years are like really similar. So they have really similar features and they're always wearing red and white. So I um, read a thing. What was that? I read a thing. Tell me if this is true or not. It was when I was looking to see if she had a favorite drink and I discovered that she was not, in fact, a real person. Mm -hmm. And it said that the initial mock-up of her appearance was, like, made from a bunch of different women that worked at the company. The I don't know if that's true. The the original painter of the first portrait did work at the company. So that, I mean, that would make sense logically. But I know that the portrait that was done of her in the 90s, in 1996... For uh, the Betty Crocker brand that the that the artist took, um, they held a contest essentially where women were able to submit like photographs of themselves as long as they oh. held the same values of as Betty. Mm-hmm. And and um, he's not real. I know. And he her values were all. of fucking corporate white dudes. Yeah. Sorry. I know. He used them all as as source material, like the, the a computer program, like melded them together ah, okay, and made okay, like okay. a single like inspiration photo or whatever that he could use. Um, so by the 40s, she's a household name. Everybody loves her. So it only makes sense, you know, when World War II rolls around that they use her for propaganda. Mm. So um, she, um, I have this great like poster that's about wartime services for the home front. And it's, it's like a flyer. And it says, Our Nation's Rations by Betty Crocker. 
Mm. And essentially, the U.S. Office of War Information requests that Betty Crocker radio program help homemakers stretch rations. So they create a whole new radio show for Betty Crocker called Our Nation's Rations. And then she also, she, this this marketing uh, mascot, creates... Um, a booklet called Your Share, which was a World War II era booklet on stretching rations. And the distribution reached 7 million copies. Um, There's another book that's published. It's a cookbook called Through Highway to Good Nutrition. And it ends up winning an American Cross Award for wartime service. Mm -hmm. So Betty Crocker's identity was appropriated for this wartime propaganda to help people kind of fall in line and realize that they could spread their rations or, you know, and make them last a little bit longer so that people had higher morale. And we talked a little bit about this during like the Jello episode with sugar rationing and stuff like that, that whole era in history. When the 1950s come around, the war is over and Betty Crocker makes her television debut. Though both ABC and NBC ran Betty Crocker programs. Um, and this is also the beginning of that scholarship program I mentioned earlier, which was called the All-American Homemaker Scholarship Program. So, uh, wait, but what was the show? Was there a host that was Betty Crocker? Yeah, it would. It they, Yes. So there was like just like the radio An show, they would cast that, someone. Okay. To play a Betty Crocker, essentially, and then she would teach almost like, you know, like when you watch Good Morning America and sometimes they have like a like a guest cook or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like Rachel Ray will teach them how to make like fajitas or whatever. And then like, I don't know, Al Roker will like drop his on the floor and it'll be funny and endearing and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a really long time since I've watched morning television. If you I only tell. because because I was working on alerts for the Twitch channel. I've seen a lot of morning TV show things with Julia Child, Yan Can Cook, and Jacques Pepin yes. recently. Yes. So I got to say, Yan Can Cook does the best. Agreed. The best morning show cooking segments. <laughs> so good. So Betty had a similar presence on morning TV. Fake Betty. Yeah. Fake Betty. Fake Betty. Um, so the, the American Homemaker of Tomorrow Scholarship starts about the same time. It begins in 1955. Men were invited to join the program in the 70s. Oh, Um, so progressive. Yeah. Essentially, the women had to take a test that was 150 questions in 50 minutes. And it measured things like spiritual and moral values, family relationships, child's care, health and safety, money management and community participation. So this is like the the Mm -hmm. heyday of the nuclear Mm -hmm. family. And all of the things that this fucking test is measuring are the things I see, like the gross face that like Kate mm. has, like she is just utterly disgusted. Which I'm just I'm, thinking I'm about for. all the booze that these housewives are drinking yes. <laughs> just so to like, get through this bullshit. It, this is like the and these these are teenage girls who have to take this because it's a scholarship program, right? So like mm-hmm. the only way you can afford college is if you prove that at the end of your college experience you'll be able to make your husband happy. You're just going to college <clears throat> to mean a man. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I mean, much. That's true. That's the only reason you go to school, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the scholarship says program- Amy, who's been married since she was like twelve. Uh, 18. And has the most know, schooling 18. of any of us. And it has a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met, I met my uh, husband in high school. And then I, mean, I was like 
Kate that. didn't I'm keep learning. Yeah, Kate didn't finish school. She j- obviously just did it to find a husband who she More, met much later sure. on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. So over 22 years that this fucking scholarship existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, scholarships a, are good. Let's, yeah. I mean, yes. But this is like a scholarship that I put in the same category as like the Miss America scholarship. But where it's like still it's rooted a, in patriarchal. Sure. I agree. Bullshit. But it's, it's still a scholarship. And yes. until uh, we don't have predatory, you know, uh, banks and shit giving loans to 17 year olds, they need them scholarships. And if you're pretty. Use yeah. it. Yeah. So Use fun it. fact. One of the notable winners of the scholarship. Oh, I read that. I saw that. In was Elizabeth Warren, who won the title in 1966. It would be the last thing she ever won. Oh, obviously, Aww. obviously, she's won many other elections, yes. just not you know the big one. <laughs> she really loved that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the pictures, Melissa, that you were snooping at earlier, and then you're like, hey, I think I've seen this picture. <laughs> that. <laughs> Was you should be proud of me, <laughs> and I remembered yes, you remembered it. Something. It's, the, hold on, it's Russia, right? Yes, it's the when we they did like the thing the to show debate. off all the like mod, yeah, 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 all the modern yes. conveniences and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember us talking about this guy and then this guy. Yeah, because that guy looks like he's gonna shoot JFK. Yeah, yeah, percent. Yeah. <laughs> You look like the grassy man. I mean, man the only on the knoll. ones really paying attention are these three women right I here. I just said the grassy man on the knoll. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's Wait, fine. what? The what? We got it. We get we we get where you're going. <laughs> the man on the grassy knoll, not the grassy man. The grassy on the man. Knoll. The grassy man. Oh, I haven't even okay. had that much to drink tonight. <laughs> and then my drink's almost gone. Oh boy. So, yes, Betty Crocker was appropriated again during the Cold War, during the famed kitchen debates. We did a whole episode on uh, it was our Boston cream episode, Boston cream pie episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about Boston cream pie was like this dish that was uh, infamously served at the kitchen debates, which was like this huge expo of American way of life in Moscow to try and sway um, the citizens of Soviet Russia over to a capitalist American culture and society. Um, so Nixon was there with uh, Khrushchev. They toured the kitchens of the future and other cultural and technological exhibits. And they were um, they like showcased books and literature and art. But most famously, when we talk about food history, Betty Crocker was there. So the pictures that are in the drive are of a Betty Crocker um, type uh, I want to say impersonator, but she wasn't real. So actor, I guess. Oh, so she's actually like Betty Crocker, right? Okay. Right. I don't and think we. I don't think we talked about that initially. I think we just thought she was like just someone doing demonstrations, yeah. not a, not actually supposed to be Betty Crocker, right? And they the were lies. debuting. All this is of what the... capitalism does. Yep. It is. It <laughs> is. Lies. So they were debuting all of these new recipes. So they were using this as like a test to like see the public response to specific mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like packaged food items. Um, and there's this great quote from the General Mills website, which is many Russians would stand for hours to watch the kitchen team whip up beautiful cakes and pastries during the fun filled pizza pie demonstrations. Some people walked away with tomato sauce stained faces because they got too close to the product. So, like, people were, like, so excited 
about just these like things. Licking it, just like yes, a that they crowded around the the um table to like watch the she demonstration. Got some Crisco here. Yeah. So there's one with Crisco, and then there's another one. There's like an aerial shot almost, like with her with cakes too. Um, which is great. I love that the fake kitchen that she's cooking in, mm-hmm. like, has house plants in it. Like they thought enough oh, to one. like set up the kitchen. There's well, house yeah, plants in the set corner. Design. Yeah, it's just wild to me, like how thorough. There's a they tea were. kettle. Yeah. What the fuck they need a tea kettle for? I they don't. don't. I don't know. And she's got her Betty Crocker box cake recipe right there in the front of the counter. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. got the four cakes cooling on the rack. And then she has a finished chocolate cake that she's presenting to them. The and this looks woman like looks eerily like <laughs> that portrait, too. Yeah. Like, she's yeah. got the yeah, same yeah, yeah. brunette Well, I mean, I, I assume style. they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of style her specific way. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's uh, like she's, I said, not a real person. She's drunk. She, I mean, probably. <laughs> She's probably. like on the side, some hot Russian dudes are slipping her shots of vodka. Yeah. She's like, yeah, let's make this cake, boy. I like this iteration of Betty Crocker. Yeah. Drunken housewife Betty rebel. Crocker. There's kids down here that don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't. So yeah. I have some fun facts about uh, Betty Crocker. Fun facts. Yep. Uh, the team that, that uh, was behind Betty, um, they were known as the Crockettes. okay so on our twitch channel when we get huge and people can subscribe i was gonna tell them that they were now a part of like the delicious dishes or whatever but now i'm wondering if we should call them crockett yes yeah yes 100 percent. yes yes (laughs) it's so good it's so good with one t or two you think it was two t's i think that's how i wrote it down Word has the angry underlines. It's like, this Welcome is not a fucking word. Welcome to the crackheads. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the height of her popularity, she was receiving 5,000 letters per day. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And uh, the first prepackaged foods with her name didn't appear until 1947. So, like, mm-hmm. the first 25 years or 20, 26 years of her existence, she is just a personality to sell flour. Like... <laughs> and answer cooking questions um and the first product was chicken noodle soup not even a baking mix but a soup interesting what um the publication of her first cookbook nearly outsold the bible at two million copies in the first two years yes queen work and then the famed uh, betty crocker spoon logo first appeared in 1954 the red spoon uh that you see on the uh betty crocker Mixed boxes and packaged this, this foods. This lattice is too too spaced out. I mean, that might as well be just an open face pie. Right. There might as well be no top on there. You what don't, is this? You're criticizing Betty Crocker, the first lady of food? Yeah. This <laughs> lattice is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then this is my favorite fun fact. I saved it for last. At the height of her popularity, most people believed her to be a real person, as I kept saying throughout this. So people, when they would come and visit the General Mills offices in Minnesota, would ask to see her to pay their respects to the first lady of food. So at first, employees wanting to, like, you know, keep the ruse up would just make up elaborate excuses as why she wasn't available. She's washing her hair. She's walking the poodles. (laughs) She's... 
Walking the poodle sounds like it's a sex euphemism. It does. <laughs> I don't know if it is. Uh, but that's my date mind go with. last night? Well, let me tell you, we were out walking them poodles <laughs> until about 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, eventually, the employee started uh, telling people the truth that she was not real. And so many visitors to General Mills would openly weep in the lobby <gasps> at learning this oh, fact. Oh, no. That they had to stock extra tissues at the front desk. I mean, yeah, this is someone they're looking up to. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... people freaked out when they learned, like, the, well, that's not true. That's the thing that happened way after. I was going to say, like, some some youngins that found the monkeys way after mm. they were big and fell in love with them and then later on found out that they were kind of put together. I still say they're a real band. Yeah, they are. Don't, don't at like me on this. But except more yeah. talented. Sorry, Insync. They play but, instruments. <laughs> but like finding feelings. out that they weren't who they thought they were and they were like freaking devastated. Right. That's rough. That's it is. tough. Or if you find out someone you love is a character, all everybody I love is a fucking a fake character, so whatever. I mean, we all put on a mask. All the world's a stage. And Ew. all the men and women merely Ew. players. You miss one hundred percent of the chances you don't take. Wow. <laughs> It's it shot. is getting not chances. It's shot. Here. Which, by the way, <laughs> this is gone. Yeah. By the we, way, I, Melissa never misses a shot. <laughs> I never miss a shot. I think we right. should take some of the dumb shit we say on the show and turn them in, into inspirational posters. That's I my like vote. It. That's I'm my vote. I'm working on it. I like it. Okay. So that's that's all I got about Betty Crocker. I like it. I Kate, like it. Do you have something from her box tonight? So, okay. So, guys. I hope it's moist. <laughs> well, so I have a plethora here because Ooh. the one, the one um, recipe that I was looking for, I cannot find. It's Boo. missing. It's missing Boo. from the box. And it was for hot cross buns. And I found it. And <gasps> oh, I was shit. like, oh, shit. I need to, yeah, yeah throw back. stuck in yeah. my head. Um, one a penny, cross. two a penny, hot cross buns. <laughs> You're still the only hey one. Hey guys, that... go listen to our very first episode. Yeah, very first. Don't yes. listen. Don't listen to our very no, first. Listen. No, listen to it. It's really funny. It, it is, is funny. funny. Our first two episodes are fucking extra hard. Bomb. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the audio was messed up on the first two. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. because we had set like I don't. Anyways, whatever the audio might be messed up, but go back and listen to it since it yep. is our two year anniversary. Yes. Yep. So boost those babies up. So I was. I really, 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 really wanted to use that one, um, but you what, lost it, huh? But you I think lost I took, it. I think I specifically took it out at one point and then so put that we. It. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> instead, I thought I would just give um, a little. Because of this episode and because for those of you who don't know, every episode we talk about this glorious box of Bettys mm-hmm. that I have here. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. um, it's from the 70s and it's uh, just a gift that keeps on giving terrible. I find that boxes generally get better with age. It has aged well. <laughs> it has. It's all that experience. It has. Yeah. <laughs> And sure, they may, they, some of the cards in there may have some stains from food. <laughs> they may be a little loose. Yeah, like, you know, maybe been the lid doesn't shut all the way anymore. It do, one of the hinges is definitely busted. Yeah, maybe it's um, a little creaky, <laughs> a little dusty. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, um, guys. That's Don't quite all right. Apologize. So what I wanted instead, what I found was um, it's interesting that you talked about um, gold meadow flour being because like all of the baking recipes like this one is for blueberry cobbler. This one is for southern fried chicken. Uh, this one is for chocolate drop cookies. Uh, it's gold meadow flour mm. always and or um, Bisquick. So I'm guessing that Bisquick is also a product of the General Mills company. Yeah, you cannot. When I lived in Minnesota, you could not fucking find like Bisquick competes out there. Like I could not find Jiffy Mix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anywhere. So, so I Or King so Arthur that, flour. <laughs> yeah, King Arthur. That's that's the thing. Like, so I find that really interesting um, knowing more about Betty and her and her history. I think that's pretty uh, pretty cool. But um, to kind of go back to our question of the morning or of the beginning of the episode. Right, morning. Um, what fucking time is it? <laughs> where we talked about um, your favorite centerpiece um, mm. thing or the favorite main course. Um, <clears throat> this is from the category foods that go places. It is called like a-, a tailgate stag. Wait, um, like a stag do? Well, that? it's like a roast. Are those olives? It okay. <clears throat> On the back. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> We're getting to it. It is called the Olive Surprise Roast. No, no thanks. And, no, wow. yeah. Hate so it. <laughs> it's a four-pound rolled beef rump roast. One jar of pimento stuffed olives. No. Some shortening, some um, condensed tomato soup, and an onion. And mm. the recipe states, with the point of a knife, make about five deep crisscross gashes in a circle in as far as you can in the middle of each end of meat. Open the gashes with a finger or spoon and push about five olives into each gash. So wait, you have to use your fingers to push apart the flesh and shove <laughs> the olives gash. in it. The yeah. gash. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. This yep. sounds disgusting. Disgusting. It sounds, it sounds atrocious. also like a euphemism for sex. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everything so. is a euphemism for sex. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> For humans, um, we're disgusting. Yep. So the best part about this, though, is uh, at the bottom, <clears throat> it's like the little kind of editorial. It says, set out food on your station wagon tailgate or a closed car trunk. Slice and serve the cold roast with buttered fresh onion buns, a crisp autumn salad, and homemade brownies and lots of hot coffee. <laughs> so, I mean, they really meant this would be for your tailgate party. Yeah, it's your tailgate party. It's a roast. It's like yeah, a giant that's beef like, roast. Yeah, over like... <laughs> Let me just get my meat slicer out yeah. and put it on the, the trunk of my <laughs> car. shit. You're like uh, the like electronic knife, the little yes. saw thing. Oh, yeah, plug yeah, it yeah, into your, to your outlet adapter in your car. Plug yep. it into your cigarette um, lighter. Cigarette lighter. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
<laughs> drain the battery on the car immediately. <laughs> You're going to have to get a jump. Well, we from can't the guy go anywhere, but at least we've got you. this ham. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go to the drive in, guys. Let's going to we're going to bring this giant beef roast stuffed with pimento olives. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the drive in means when they say no outside food. Yeah. Like, Don't bring in a whole roast. <laughs> Oh this is why God. that rule was invented. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks, like, Betty's, Betty's, yeah. Betty's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yes. Gross. N- another wow uh, recipe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gross, man. That's all I've got, ladies. I hate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Favorite. No. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, it's not too bad. Is it though? Is it not? <laughs> you hate olives with a like fiery passion. I ate some of them olives mm. last time. Mm. But would you I like ate olives them. in your gash? <laughs> no. Although, you know, better in my gash than in my mouth, I just have to say. I don't know what the brine will do. Could cause some sort of infection, but at least I don't yeah. have to taste it. <laughs> Uh, no, last time because I had tried those olives that were kind of okay that yeah. I didn't actually like, but were kind of okay. And then yeah. last time I decided to try black olives again, and I could not. I had no, I could not swallow. Out. You literally I had to spit, spit out like yeah. a real bitch. Mm-hmm. But yeah, olives are gross. Anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> Uh, go follow us on like Twitter and stuff. Also, we're going to be starting. Well, after this comes out, we'll have been streaming on Twitch for a week. Yay! Um, so make sure you go check us out at. Uh, oh no, I don't know what it is. Twitch.tv slash Drunk Ditch Dish Ditch. Um, that sounds drunk right. Ditch. <laughs> drunk Ditch I, is a a whole different channel. Yeah, don't follow yeah. Drunk Ditch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitch.tv slash Drunk Dish. Give us Good a job. follow. Join the Crockettes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling this hard, Melissa. I'm, I'm here for it. And at some point, maybe we'll have a Patreon. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. We'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll but anyways, again, I already said this, but <laughs> thank you for thank you for listening. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> We're done. We gotta go to fucking bed. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. Bye.